Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. Our current goal is to get to 100 reviews on the podcasts app to help as many new listeners find us as possible. If you haven't subscribed and written a review yet, please do. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to do so already. Please know that we read every single review, often out loud to each other, and we can't tell you how happy it makes us to know we are helping you sleep. This episode is brought to you by Antiquarian Bookstore Owners. Tonight, we'll read the opening chapters to Mazes and Labyrinths, a general account of their history and development, written by W.H. Matthews and published in 1922. The history of the maze is paradoxically explored as both a tool for spiritual inquiry and as a vexing trap. Apparently, he wrote the heavy tome in less than three years, and it may have been a way for Matthews to deal with the aftermath of his time as a soldier in the labyrinth trenches of World War I. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Introduction. A delightful air of romance and mystery surrounds the whole subject of labyrinths and mazes. The hedge maze, which is the only type with which most of us have a first-hand acquaintance, 
is generally felt to be a survival of a romantic age, even though we esteem its function as nothing higher than that of a playground for children. Many a tender intrigue has been woven around its dark yew alleys. Mr. Compton Mackenzie, for example, introduces it most effectively as a lover's rendezvous in The Passionate Elopement. And no doubt, the readers of romantic literature will recall other instances of a like nature. The story of Fair Rosamond's Bower is one which will leap to the mind in this connection. This type of maze alone is worth more than a passing thought, but it is far from being the only or even the most interesting development of the labyrinth idea. What is the difference, it may be asked, between a maze and a labyrinth? The answer is little or none. Some writers seem to prefer to apply the word maze to hedge mazes only, using the word labyrinth to denote the structures described by the writers of antiquity, or as a general term for any confusing arrangement of paths. Others, again, show a tendency to restrict the application of the term maze to cases in which the idea of a puzzle is involved. It would certainly seem somewhat inappropriate to talk of the Cretan maze or the Hampton Court labyrinth, but generally speaking, we may use the words interchangeably, regarding maze as merely the northern equivalent of the classic labyrinth. Both words have come to signify a complex path of some kind, but when we press for a closer definition, we encounter difficulties. We cannot, for instance, say that it is a torturous branched path designed to baffle or deceive those who attempt to find the goal to which it leads. For though that description holds good in some cases, it ignores the many cases in which there is only one path without branches and therefore no intent to baffle or mislead, and others again in which there is no definitive goal. We cannot say that it is a winding path bounded by walls or hedges, for in many instances there are neither walls nor hedges. One of the most famous labyrinths, for example, consisted chiefly of a vast and complicated series of rooms and columns. In fact, we shall find it convenient to leave the question of the definition of the words and also that of their origin until we have examined the various examples that